Slot Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty, find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, aceloppodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. <laughs> Hello, my lovely little sluts, and welcome back to another episode of the A Slot Podcast. If you don't follow us yet on social media, do find us on pretty much everything at the ASLOP Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the ASLOP Podcast. You can also go to ASLOPPodcast.com on the interwebs, where you can email me, the Opera Ghost, at the Podcast at gmail.com. How are you all doing? Are you all strapped in? Ready to go? I don't... It's been a couple of weeks yet again. I'm still not sure if my schedule is going to be weekly or fortnightly at this point, but... Well, bi-weekly if you're American. (laughs) Sorry. But fortnightly is what it is. Uh, At the moment, anyway. But we'll sort that out soon. Today we're talking about another quite sexy topic. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about casual relationships. You know, the fuck buddies, friends with benefits, the the one night stand. We're going to talk about those sorts of things. So, (laughs) if you're ready just to leap in, no strings, a lot of the time there are strings, as we'll learn today. Now, please enjoy. And always remember, come and get a slutty with me. The Open Ghost. Too young for the ring ting. Yeah, you want it down to the kingpin. 68 plus one, that's a win win. Time to slide in like a penguin. We don't need ice, no bling bling. No hobby, no wife, just a friend ting. Live 
your whole life to the ending. There's no point pretending. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. With benefits. With benefits. We can chill. We can chill. And Netflix. And Netflix. No strings. No strings. Like Hendrix. Like Hendrix. Let's pimp. Let's pimp. Like Kendrick. Like Kendrick. Let's go deep into a world that only we can see. They can't touch us, they can't judge us, cause we're crazy, young and free. It's not me traveling, it's not you traveling me. Can I trust you not to love me? Let's be FWBs. FWB, FWBs, FWB, FWBs. So, my lovely little sluts, like I said earlier, today's episode is about casual relationships and the fun that can come with them, and as always with me, the not-so-sexy side of casual relationships. But if I were to ask you, if I were to ask you what you thought a casual relationship was, I feel as though a fair number of you, not all, a fair number of you, would link into the song that just played, FWB, Friends with Benefits. And this is certainly, certainly one of the types of casual relationships that we will be talking about today, but it's not always the case. A lot of people think that no matter what, if the term casual just means that people fuck. And there's nothing wrong with people fucking. But there is so, so much more involved with what could be considered a casual relationship. And we're going to go into that just a little bit. So what kinds of casual relationships are there? There's obviously what we've just heard, the friends with benefits side. There's also the social benefits of a friendship. You can have a social relationship as friends with benefits. You can have a cuddling sort of benefit in a casual relationship. There's so, so many things that you can have as part of this. Oh, Oh dear. The, show, the social one's quite an interesting one. That you, just, you have a relationship just socially. <laughs> it's obviously the we don't know what we are relationship. Just hanging out. Let's just be friends, casual dating thing. There is a lot to see it as. It's not all just sexual. There's obviously the emotional side of it as well. And it seems strange to think of, for example, a a casual relationship or a fling as emotional. It can happen. It can definitely turn emotional. It's like an emotional affair, except it's just when you're both single, I guess, in this sort of situation. You confide in each other, confide in each other, talk about your problems, and support each other through life. It it does go in. It does go in with the friends with benefits thing, but it doesn't have to be a benefit. You like a couple just without the 
relationship perks or dramas. You're getting emotional support that you can get from a friend. But what makes it feel more real is that you don't confide in your friends as much. It's just almost like that's that uh, that special friend, the, or, or or a best friend, I guess. Obviously, as part of it, you also do have your one night stand side of things. You've got your booty calls. You get your friends with benefits. So, so many different parts of that. And we're going to look uh, at a few of these throughout this episode, like I said. Now, what can a, relation, a casual relationship look like? It can look like a friendship. It really can. It can look like two people that are in love. There's no set way that a casual relationship looks. Even the term casual relationship is decidedly vague. It can conjure thoughts of one-night stands, friends with benefits, even just casual dating, where you're dating, but you're not actually dating, I guess. You know, there's no official, yes, we're dating. You don't say to other people that, yes, I'm dating this person. It's just a, we hang out, I guess, for lack of a better term. And there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> just keep that in mind. And... That again, I'll go back to the common question. I say go back, it's the only start of the episode. But the common question is, are they all sexual? Heavens, no. Like I said, the social side, the emotional side. Hell, you can even have casual relationships where it's just cuddling up together and watching a movie at home. It doesn't have to be sexual. Sure, that is how a lot of Friends with Benefits evenings start. Well, for me, anyway. But... That is all that it can be. That is all that it can be. <laughs> and wow, the fact that we just go straight to sex, it's such a such a human response. If two people are hanging out together or are close to each other, gee, they must be having sex, right? Definitely not. My people. Definitely not. You can have platonic relationships. And you can have bedroom relationships. It doesn't... <laughs> I, I always make myself giggle when I think of bedroom antics. Because it doesn't have to happen in the bedroom. I'm actually a big fan of, happening, of it happening wherever. Literally wherever. As long as it's not affecting other people. You know, people doing their shopping, people going for a walk in the park. As long as you're sufficiently hidden, passion can take to can take over anywhere you like, in my opinion. But that's just me. And as you know, I am a slut. <laughs> but as we as we delve deeper into these sorts of things. I'm going to talk about um, how different things can affect what these relationships uh, and, and the different, different characteristics of these relationships. So there's been a study which, which has found that five, there's usually five different characteristics that influence 
the type of casual relationship. Frequency of contact, the type of contact, personal disclosure, discussion of relationship and friendship. This is where I start to get into the non-sexy side, sorry guys. So frequency of contact really differentiates one night stands from the other forms of casual relationships. As a one night stand is by definition a single contact that goes no further. That doesn't mean to say that a one night stand can turn into something else. It absolutely can. But it's as soon as you do more than that one night, then it's not a one night stand anymore. Once the contact becomes repetitive, relationship moves into a booty call, friends with benefits, or other kind of territory. Type of contact. Like I said before, some relationships are only sexual and others are both sexual and social and some are just straight social. People in one night stands and booty call relationships only have sexual contact. So this is the difference between a booty call relationship and a friend with benefits. Is It's literally just sex. Nothing else. You don't hang out outside of it. It's just somebody that you can call up at some point and say, hey, are you up for it? And they'll say yes or no, and hopefully they say yes more. Friends with benefits, on the other hand, shares both sexual and social contacts. contacts. And I think that's obvious in the name, friends with benefits. Social contact means that the people in the relationship can see each other in non-sexual contexts. They can be part of the same social circle. You know, they can you know, they can be on the same sports team. That sort of thing. Basically just in any social situation together and get along just fine. So we move on to personal disclosure. Researchers mean that the people in the relationship share their feelings with each other. Sex buddies and I, was, I guess booty, um, sorry, friends with benefits have an expectation of personal disclosure, but one night stands or booty call relationships don't. Not always, but that's generally how it goes. I do speak in general terms here. And then you've got the discussion of relationship, which is a little bit different to personal disclosure, but they are similar. But only friends with benefits tend to discuss their relationship. People involved in one night stands or booty calls or anything else, especially if there's shame involved, tend not to talk about it, talk about their relationship. And this can lend itself to becoming emotionally intimate. But the the friends with benefits are the only ones that really apply that intimacy to their relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me. Friendship. There's, th there's three friendship levels, according to the study, in casual relationships. None, which can be your booty call, your one night stand, etc. Resultant, so it happens because you've gotten together like that, or pre existing. So you had a friendship first, and then you became. Uh, yeah, friends with benefits, 
are usually friends before they begin their sexual relationship. <laughs> but one night stands and booty calls, like I said, tend not to share a friendship with each other. The point of all this is that casual relationships are more complex than people think. There's different levels of personal and social engagement, as well as different pathways towards longer term relationships. If you want those longer term relationships, keep in mind during this there should be no pressure to move to that or anything along those lines. As long as it's, and I'll, I use this term so so often in, the, in these podcasts, communication is solid between the parties in how you're feeling, where you want it to go, what you want to do. Communication is always going to be a key factor, even in friendships. Because if you can misunderstand something, then it can all turn to shit if you don't talk about it. Or if you get upset about something, it can all turn to shit quite quickly. And nobody really wants that, do they? No. People might say they do, but no one wants to lose a friend. <laughs> Friends are important in this world. They really are. I don't have enough of them. Although my birthday party last Friday would potentially say otherwise. Now how does one start a casual relationship? Again, I go back to the communication point. There's there's nothing better than being straight up with somebody. If, if you've been friends for a long time and you want to make it sexual, or you want to make it into one that comes around and cuddles and watches movies, or, or anything really, however you want it to go. Even if you wanted to move into a, a full relationship, I guess key around it is communication. I know a lot of times, especially the, the friends with benefits side of things, the, the the booty call, they tend not to not to define what it is a lot of the time. Or it, it just happens naturally, I guess. Not define what it is, but it happens naturally for lack of a better term. You know, one day you'll just be hanging out somewhere and next thing you know that your or my face or your face is between somebody else's legs. Mm. Which reminds me, I had my, my first sexual experience um, a couple of weeks ago um, since, since my crash. I think I might have talked about it last week. I can't remember. My memory's still a bit shit, people. I'm sorry. But it, it's, it was definitely a casual relationship. It was a booty call situation. I was more than okay with that. It was made clear that no feelings, please, which was wonderful. It was great communication. It's somebody that I'd been wanting to do stuff with for a while, and they... They, um... They flicked me a message with some pictures, and, well, we didn't actually have sex. I pretty much just tested her 
pussy. I don't like the term pussy, but and her clit for an hour and a half, which was absolutely fine by me. A lot of my pleasure comes from giving others pleasure. So it was really wonderful. And that's all it took is just, hey, do you want to come around and do this? Just please, no, please keep feelings out of it. And it can start as simple as that. And we, we've talked since. We've known each other for a number of years. And we still talk quite regularly. Um, it doesn't have to be about that. With that situation, it was a one-off thing. So we can still say friends outside of that. Because we have been for a considerable amount of time. Although I wouldn't be averse to something happening again. But within the confines of what was stated, when it all started, this one, yeah, it was a one-off one -off thing. And I spoke just before about, um, about there being sometimes where you don't, there's no defining start of it, where it just kind of happens and you let it flow. I love letting it flow, by the way. Feeling the energy between the people. I know I sound like a hippie or whatever now, but I do believe that you can feel the energy between people. And, and letting it flow versus that constant communication throughout, which is also a huge part of who I am. Because I, I, I like things to be defined for me. And if somebody doesn't want something, then I don't go near that side of things. So, where this, this particular experience for me, it did flow, but there was the communication there, and we still have communication outside of that as friends. But there, there's a, there can be a big difference, because a lot of people, it is just letting it flow. My concern with that is when one party wants to stop it and the other one doesn't, there is the potential for hurt feelings, there's the potential for how the hell did this happen, I thought we were going well and and that, side, and that sort of thing and in these sort of relationships I feel as though you don't really want to hurt the other person involved even if it is just cuddling, even if it is just going to the movies, you know a movie friend or you know going out to a show with a friend and that's all you do, that's fine. If that ends, then it can be hard, especially if you don't know why. And this is why constant communication for me during all of this is key. It's, it's, even if it's just at the start, to be fair, and defining exactly what it is, how it's going, how it's going to work, and both parties coming to an agreement on that, that's a lot better than for me than just letting it flow. When it, when it happens the first time, I, uh, letting it flow is 100% my thing. Or well, not 100%, but I'm more than okay with letting things flow. But at some point, I need to have that communication and that DTR, for lack of a better term, define the relationship and what it is. Usually I'm open to whatever the relationship is, but it's just nice to know and nice for both parties to be on the exact same level waiting for it to go. Otherwise it just gets messy. As part of that, 
that's part of that. I, I do believe that there's discussion involved on whether it's strictly casual. Um, in this discussion as well, there you, it, in my opinion, it should be talked about. These things should be talked about. We're talking about boundaries. What you what you can or can't do. Um, whether it's just cuddling, whether it's oral sex, whether anal is involved, whether blowjobs, anything, any boundaries that one may have. Especially for myself, this is key because a lot of my, you know, a lot of the casual relationships I've had are kink-based. So boundaries are even more important. You don't want to be doing a kinky activity only for them not to enjoy it. Um, time. <laughs> I love that that segue. I'm gonna gonna kill on that one. Um, time is also another big boundary, and you know how often you see each other, regardless of the activity. Um, how often you do the activity involved within the relationships. How much time you spend together. You know, a lot of people have busy lives. Time constraints are a thing, and if you you lay out online, I don't have a lot of time, I may only be able to do this sometimes, on the odd occasion, then at least say no. Or if you want something a little bit more steady, weekly, or fortnightly, or, you know, two or three nights a week to go and do something. I know I say something, and that's because I don't want to focus this all on sex. As much as we all love sex, all the time but good sex that's not what casual relationships is all about but it is what we're gonna focus on quite a lot during this but time is a huge huge factor because one a member of the of the one person of the people involved it could be two people it could be five who knows it's up to you has the potential to get disappointed if it's not as often as they'd like or it can stress out another person who thinks they're being pressured into doing it more often than they'd like to. Having that discussion early, I think, is hugely, hugely important. And another great, great discussion for all of this is emotions. And like I, like I just talked about with uh, my activity just last week, Emotions were, what, what were expected of emotions were laid out straight away. And this means that there's no hurt feelings, there's no pushiness from my side to try and make it something that it's not. It's made very clear that I really don't want emotions in this. So that's that. There could be strong emotions in there. Quite often, but if you know what you want out of it emotionally, then let people know, because again, it can save heartbreak, it can save hurt, it can save pain. Not good pain. But it can save a lot of drama and a lot of hassle that you probably don't want from a casual relationship. So now, let's go a little bit deeper into casual relationships. 
and let's look at the benefits and risks. With this part I'm going to talk a little bit more about the sexual side of things again. But um, there's been studies that say that people, especially those of university age, engage in casual relationships for many reasons. And coming out of the University of Quebec, they've organized a few different things. They noted first that casual relationships are more common in certain contexts and periods of people's lives. For students, the majority, which are, which are the majority respondents in these studies, a lot of it is about the university environment encouraging those kinds of relationships. Students often said they didn't have the time or energy to develop long-term, emotionally committed relationships. And they also talked about how the party culture normalized casual relationships. Many of the studies mentioned how young adults use casual relationships to satisfy sexual intimacy, companionship, and even self-confidence needs without having to commit a lot of energy and emotion into a relationship. I think this is part of building who they are as people, myself. I really do think it is for young people. It's about building who they are. The lack of commitment, and believe me, there is not a lack of commitment in casual relationships. I still believe that there is a decent amount of it, but it's not so it doesn't have it's not as often to be commitment to the other person. But the communication and accountability accountability inherent in casual relationships makes them attractive for young adults trying to find their place in the world. And the study also found a few negative aspects of casual relationships, which is always going to be the case. The main one being the sexual double standard, which I've talked about a few times throughout this podcast. Not this episode, but this podcast in general. Or the social perception that men who sleep around a lot are studs, while women who do the same are sluts. And in this form, they use the term slut negatively. As you know, I do not. It's always a positive thing. Pressure for women to accept penetrative sex as the main activity. Ugh. I, I go back to just last week where it certainly wasn't the main activity. It wasn't any of the activity. And women feeling a lack of agency that lowers their sexual pleasure. So they don't feel as though they're part of it so much. Participants also identified several risks associated with engaging in casual relationships, including unrequited feelings, and this is why we talk about those emotions at the start, the potential for hurt feelings, again, and possible regrets and mistakes because of the relationship. Participant also talked about the risks of ruining friendships with sex. This is a common one that goes around. There's, I don't want to lose a, fr- a friendship that we have, which is understandable in parts, but you don't have to as long as you communicate well. And the next line on this literally says, however, researchers note that good communication can mitigate a lot of these issues. And 99% of the time will mitigate all the issues involved with that. Of course, it's not always the case, but quite often it is. But now, we have... Handbrake.
Now, Old Playground, I keep talking about Old Playground, but I'm so freaking happy to be part of this because it's so, so, so good. And how about you come and join me on it? We can have some sexy times of our own because they've got the video conferencing side of it. I know I'm based in the middle of nowhere in regards to the whole world, but if you're interested, hit me up on there. I'll be more than happy to, uh, to get involved a little bit more. Already well involved, but there's always potential to be more involved with me. But also keep in mind that there are some of the world's most prolific sexuality podcasts, not just my own, that can be found all in one place. So this means you don't have to change apps, you don't have to change from Apple to Android, you don't have to go onto a website or anything like that to listen to them. But you can find them all in one place inside Old Playgrounds podcast corner okay it's got a whole heap in there and ones that are very 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 good and uh, I would say probably bet a lot of them are better than my own but hey won't you come join me at oldplayground.net old playground what a time come find your next Sexy adventure. So, just moving on from our background there, where you can actually find casual relationships of all kinds, which is our topic, so it fits in well. But, we're going to go in depth, in depth once again with the more, sec- the more uh, sexual side of casual relationships. And it involves a lot of feelings as part of this as well. And so, the, 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 the first obstacle that can come up quite often when you're talking about casual relationships, especially in the bedroom, is that uh, how, do you, how do you not catch feelings? And that, that, that goes for person to person. You, if you can detach yourself from feelings, then that's obviously the best way to go about it. So then you're not having to worry about it at all. And it's purely just physical. When it comes to a social relationship, there's going to be feelings in there. It might not be love, it might not be lust, it might not be anything like that. But you can get feelings, and then you can get the feelings of, um, of jealousy. And, how, and might have to deal with there being others, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But how do you not catch feelings? This is probably the toughest question when it comes to casual relationships because people aren't always in charge of their emotions. You have to be extremely emotionally mature to be able to do that. And let's be honest, a lot of people aren't. But that's okay. You can you can grow through these sorts of things. And so, and that constant communication is really, I think, part of this. If you start to catch them, it's not necessarily a negative thing, as long as it's communicated and you work through it, or or you halt the relationship right there. Anything along those lines is usually what I would 
say are the best things in those situations but it is very very difficult to to deal with there's no two ways about that it's it's tough it's very very tough <laughs> um, what if you do catch feelings like I just said this this is uh, along those questions again I just said be upfront about it tell the other person or people within that casual relationship that hey I think I'm starting to get some feelings for you. They might be open to something more as well. You don't know. But if they're not, then you've got a few ways to go about it. Can you separate yourself from your feelings? Or is it better just to end that relationship there? Don't continue on if you have feelings that are unrequited. In my opinion, it does not end well. In my experience as well it doesn't end well so it's just better I think at that point just to cut the ties there and there's always going to be other casual relationships out there mm. I've been in one for a while actually <laughs> I need to get my rocks off more often I think this is probably the best way to say that instead of I just need to get my rocks off I need to get my joys more often and um, yes <laughs> nothing wrong with that I am a slut after all being a slut <clears throat> oof that's not, not going to sound good but how do you deal with the fact that there might be others those in a polyamorous relationship, uh, in, in a polyamorous sense, will hopefully understand how to deal with these. But for people who are largely monogamous, it can be, it can definitely be far, far more difficult knowing that there's others that they're, that they're seeing, it, albeit on a casual basis. Because let's face it, there are a number of people, a fair number of people that have more than one friend with benefits or you know they have a friends with benefits and they pick somebody up at town for a one night stand or they go out and get a booty call from somebody else because you're busy and these things can happen and again it's about being smart with your emotions realizing what well remembering what that relationship is what each party gets out of it and encompassing the whole thing and that a little bit of communication goes into that as well a little bit of communication goes a long way a long way but also as part of this I think that's um, for, for safety reasons if if you're if you're having unprotected sex with this person which is relatively common for a friends with benefits situation I probably wouldn't do it for a one night stand. I definitely wouldn't do it for a one night stand, I should say. But for a friends with benefits situation where I've been with them for a long time, I may relax that, depending on the situation. But I think, so safe sex is a big part of that. Also, in yourself, if they are happening to see other people, regardless of their, whether there's contraception and protection and that sort of thing or not, 
STR checks if they if they if they get with, if you know they're with another partner. I've just tripped over my words about 17 times. If you know that they've got another partner or they've brought home a one night stand or anything along those lines, STI checks people. Make sure your sexual health is at a peak. Get checked each time that either you have a new partner or the person you're seeing has a new partner. So don't forget you, you can still catch herpes with condoms and other forms of protection. There's always the ability and not even just herpes, just in general there are ways to catch it when you're using protection. So, so often. So protect yourself in that regard as well. You need to have those, those checks done. It's very, very important. But on that note, can you have an exclusive casual relationship where it's just you two and other people know about it and everything will be that way? Yes, you can. You can just be see one person in a casual relationship. It doesn't have to be you sleeping with them and you go sleep with others or they go sleep with others or you know they go to the movies for cuddles or just have a cuddle in bed. Absolutely, it's fine. But again, it comes back to that communication point. Hey, um, I've had cuddles with us, other person. I've slept with this other person. That's that side of things. But you can just have those relationships with that person. You can just be sleeping with one person at a time. You don't need to sleep with everybody. You don't need to have casual, multiple casual relationships with people. You can just be one person, and you're pleased with that. And that's absolutely fine. Is it for me? Maybe not. But that, again, that's because I'm a slut. But yes, absolutely, you can have casual relationships exclusively with one person. And you, hell, you can even go out and say that they're your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever like that. Most of the time, those terms aren't used in casual relationships, but whatever works for you guys. You know, you're casually dating somebody, or people know that you guys sleep together and, you know, you're just friends with benefits. Or you can even just say that you're just friends, or friends that fuck. I actually like the term friends that fuck. <laughs> FTF. <laughs> it's always a... I, I think it's nicer than friends with benefits. Because benefits can mean literally anything. I prefer the term friends that fuck. We've finally gotten into that point. <laughs> Is it possible for a casual relationship not to end badly? Absolutely it is. And again it comes a lot of it comes from uh, comes from communication. I'm going to tell a story now that I found on stuff.co.nz, which is a New Zealand news website, and it's written by Zachary Zane in 2017. And he just says, The art of dating casually, it's not as easy as it might sound. Now, this goes on for a fair while, but so bear with me. And remember, this is Zachary Zane saying this. 
I always thought that casually dating and doing excess and doing it successfully was a myth. I think this is a common point of view, though. An urban legend that only a few lucky people could experience. Because let's be honest, emotions can get in the way and it can all turn to hell. And this is partly due to the fact that a relationship's success is generally determined through its longevity. The most successful being until death do us part. The very notion, the very nature of a casual relationship goes against this premise. Again, this is Zachary. Well, I'm sure there are a few unicorns out there who have dated the same person casually for decades. It's not typically how a casual relationship plays out. It can take on many forms, as I've talked about. Most commonly, the relationship escalates into a committed monogamous relationship. <laughs> or, or just a committed relationship where it fizzles out with both parties simply over the flame or because one person starts to care for the other person more but somehow this past year I successfully dated someone casually even though neither of us got too attached we were still able to have a meaningful relationship and this was after many failed attempts at casual dating it started on Grinder popular gay dating app, in brackets, who am I kidding, it's a popular hookup app, close brackets. My profile mentioned that I've just gotten out of a serious relationship and was looking for something with no strings attached, but after the second time of meeting up for casual sex, I realised I could see myself liking this guy. He's one of the sharpest, most interesting, well-read people I'd ever met. More importantly, he found my obnoxious sense of humour funny even endearing. So I took the risk and invited him on a proper date to see the Slutcracker, which was a sex positive spoof of the Nutcracker. We grabbed some drinks before the show. It was different talking to him fully clothed. Somehow it was more awkward than our naked pillowcases. Hmm. Which it can be, especially after you've already had that physical relationship. During the show, our jitters slowly dissipated and we held hands. After the date, we purposefully didn't have sex. I wanted him to know that I liked hanging out with him. So this is this is going through from just sex and going through the physical stage. So this is, I guess, for lack of a better lack of a better term, the sex buddy um, situation that it's, that I touched on earlier, where you start having sex and then a friendship has resulted from that. And that's kind of what happens here, I think. I wanted him to know that I liked hanging out with him regardless of whether or not we were being physical. I wanted him to know that even though our relationship was founded on sex, it could become more than that. Thus officially began a casual affair, which reminds me of a song that I'm going to play later that I might get in a little bit of trouble which lasted six months. Once a week we would see each other for dinner, a movie, show, or drinks, and then after we would head back to my place to snuggle up together. During the week, we'd text each other. Not every day, only when something popped up that made us think of one another. Usually something in a News 1 book recommendation. He encouraged me to read James Baldwin, which opened my eyes to a literary world I didn't know existed. But our relationship didn't naturally fall into this comfortable group. We had a few big talks accompanied by a few big reviews. 
He was the first to bring it up on our fifth date or so. So what's going on with us? Such a common question. Because so many people feel the need to define what they're doing. So, so much. Zach says, I've heard this question from partners before, and it's one that always makes me cringe. I told him the truth, that I liked him, but I couldn't date him monogamously. My last relationship took quite a toll on me psychologically, and I wasn't in a place to commit to someone again. He was visibly hurt, clearly hoping for another response, although he respected my candor. He told me he liked me too, and while he was hoping for something more, he said he wanted to continue hang hanging out. <laughs> now this, this, this part is actually really interesting. He wanted to continue hanging out. Because that can mean, do you want to continue having sex? Do you want to casually date? Do you want to just be friends? There's so many things there. So Zach says, I was skeptical. I'm known by my friends to be a heartbreaker. And thought this was a recipe for disaster. Fair enough. Then, I figured, he's a grown man who can make his own decisions. If he got hurt in the end, I'd have no reason to feel guilty as I was honest from the start. Besides, I liked him. I wanted to see where this casual relationship would go, or see where this relationship would go. I did, however, want to keep him honest in the relationship. So we ended up having multiple talks, what I would call check-ins. Now this is absolutely fantastic an absolutely fantastic thing to do. Really, 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 really fantastic. That checking in, seeing where the other party is at at the time will help it, will help the longevity, will help the enjoyment, will help people stay on the same level. And I know this sounds like a corny tool a marriage counsel would suggest to a struggling couple, but these conversations didn't feel forced, which is so magnificent. The premise was simple. Are we okay with how things are going in our relationship? Are we finding ourselves really falling for the other person? And would we like to take things to the next level? Or, given that both of us were busy with our career, me as a writer, him as a law student, was this level of commitment ideal? These check-ins kept us on the same page. We promised we would be honest about our relationship uh, about our feelings and expectations. This past autumn he left for Paris. So before he left I booked us a place in Massachusetts for a final hurrah. We ate delicious food, held hands and kissed in the street and took in some of the freedoms that can only come uh, that can come only from being a ma majority in a space. Drunkenly on a stoop on X Avenue we did a final reflection on our relationship. We agreed that we were happy with how it went. This casual dating thing was new for both of us, and yes, we both had some regrets, but overall, it worked. He regretted having a wall up, he said, something he did to protect himself. When I initially told him I needed something less serious, he withdrew emotionally, fearing I'd hurt him. He rid himself of the possibility of dating seriously, because he thought I would always be opposed. And this goes back to to what I was talking about just before about catching feelings. You can rid yourself of that thought. And despite our honest talks along the way, I didn't suspect this was happening. I felt guilty, even foolish, because after he confessed, 
seemed so obvious. I figured he was too busy with law school to see me more than once a week, but in actuality he was keeping his emotional distance. The thing is, I would have dated him more seriously even called him my boyfriend. I needed more space in the beginning, but I didn't articulate strongly enough when I was ready for something more. Sure, I was enjoying the pleasures that come from not being committed, namely sex with others. And yes, there were a few folks in my life that I was dating casually at the same time. I would have been willing to give all that up if only I had known. And this is where that communication must be really, really good. Really, really good. And after this talk, I realized there's nothing casual about casual dating. This is just casual dating. It requires the same level of honesty and communication as dating someone seriously. While we tried to be open about our feelings, expectations, and needs from a relationship, we were still far from perfect. However, our casual relationship worked, still worked because we at least attempted to be honest with each other as much as possible. We didn't lie about the other people we were seeing, and yeah, don't lie about it. Although we didn't flaunt our other relationships or sexual encounters. Honestly, you can't lie about that shit because that's, it's all going to break down really quickly. People find out that stuff. Especially, even if it's casual, especially if it's casual, talk about the fact that you're sleeping with others. It's a safety thing as well. We didn't play hard to get games with one another, but I was admitting early on that we did care for one another, which is beautiful. We simply feared rejection. We feared that in saying we wanted more, we would lose what we had. And that was where both of us could have done better. So this is one that went through well, and it came from that emotional maturity and that talk. Uh, the constant communication between the two. I think it was really, really important. Important during that. <laughs> I'm just gonna, before we finish off, I'm just gonna go through the, for lack of a better term, the 10 rules of casual dating. Not rules, but 10 ideas around it. 10 things that make it good. One. Make sure everybody involved knows the score, knows where you are, and that a lot of this is around communication. Number two, you still need respect. There's no two ways about that. <laughs> exactly. Number three, do what you damn well please. <laughs> Casual dating, you can come and go as you please with a bit less accountability, but still keep them in the mix. Keep a few people in your mix. You can casually date just one person at a time, if that's all you feel like you can handle. One of the perks is that you're not tied to conventional relationship standards. You can see others. It's okay to, to casually date more than one person. but communicate that. Let people know. As part of that, no possessiveness please. You need to be cool with your with your casual partner seeing others. Don't make future plans beyond a few days. You 
even more than a week it's it's tough it's it's really nice and somewhat important to really live in the moment knowing at the moment maybe all you have because they may meet somebody they want to date seriously also you can meet someone else before you see them again you don't want to be tied to plans you suddenly don't want to keep that's not that difficult number seven focus on other stuff in your life the casual relationship should be a bonus you don't want to use the energy that you would have in for this <laughs> to, to take away from other things in life it's an added bonus These next few I'm not a big fan of, and this is from Women's Health Mag, by the way. Personal favours are a no-go. Doesn't really work with a friends with benefits situation. Don't take them as your plus one. Same thing. If you if you get on outside of the relationship, like Zach did as well, you can be absolutely fine. And number ten, end it like a grown-up. If you're no longer into someone, even casually. You can do one of two things. Stop asking them to do stuff and hope they go away. And they might. Or tell them you're just not feeling it anymore when they say they want to hang out. Honesty is the best policy when going through this. It's really not that difficult, guys. Think of and it's really, really not that difficult. I'll just go on for the last little bit that I wanted to talk about. So casual relationships are normal. It's not something that's out there. It happens so often around us, especially in the context of young adulthood, university life, the beginnings of a career. Casual relationships can be a great way to explore different types of sexual activities. Engage with others intimately, without the demands of a long-term partnership. It can help relieve stress. Mm, can't adjust. It can help you develop a social circle, especially when you're in a friends with benefits situation or that sex buddy where it starts a sex and you go into friendship. And this is where I don't think the bring them as your plus one, don't bring them as your plus one isn't that wise. <clears throat> From a sex positive perspective, casual relationships can be fun and satisfying as long as everything is ob obviously consensual. Even though most of the scholarship has young participants as adults, older adults can enjoy the benefits of casual relationships. This happens most commonly after the end of a long-term relationship. Anyone can have a, relation can have a casual fling. Casual relationship. It doesn't matter what that relationship looks like. A friendship is still a relationship. But we're talking about romantic ones here, really. And just the final word. People engage in casual relationships for many different reasons. And we've talked about the four, four of the types of these casual relationships. The main, the main four sexual ones, I should say. Most people who engage in them as young adults eventually settle down in long-term partnerships and marriages as they get older. If you're not interested in a long-term committed relationship for now, casual relationships can help fulfill your need for intimacy and, of course, 
deeper sexual pleasure. And two, with your eyes open, communicate with your partner or partners and engage with the spirit of compassion and care for the people around you. Just be smart about your casual relationship, about your fling, about your fuck buddy, about your friend, about your friend that you fuck. You don't want to hurt them, especially the friend that you fuck. You don't really want to hurt them. I, I would, I definitely don't want to hurt them because you still want to keep that friendship there. But without any more, that is the end of today's episode on casual relationships. Don't forget you can always contact me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Airslot Podcast. You can email the show at the Airslot Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website at aslotpodcast.com. And hopefully. I can hear from you guys soon. And don't forget, let's get a slutty. You'll never meet my mom, strings will never be attached. We'll always get along, cause it doesn't have to last. And anytime I call, you don't have to call me back. I'm never It's easier this way She's so cool